day or so of the retreat will be the practice of arriving, landing, settling, collecting the mind, relaxing, softening the body. As you're sitting on your cushion, your chair, let your body be soft, relaxed. When the body is settled and relaxed, the mind too can settle and relax. bringing attention to the body in the seated posture. There isn't so much to do than to simply be. Feeling the body touching the cushion or the floor. Feeling the boundary between your legs and the cushion the sensations, sensations of your sit bones on the cushion or the chair.
the lived experience, the sensations of the hands on your lap. Sensations of this body, this whole body sitting, folded. From the inside, out. the feeling of this body breathing the breath breathes itself there's nothing you have to do simply Being aware that this body is sitting and breathing. Letting the sensations of each in-breath and each out-breath be like a calming collecting relaxing lullaby settling with each breath more and more into this body, into this moment, arriving with each breath.
inviting gentleness. Inviting ease into this body, this mind, with each breath. And when you find that the attention is resting not on the body, the breath, but perhaps on a thought, a plan, a memory, it's quite all right. It's part of this practice. Simply notice what the attention is resting on. And for this beginning of this retreat, as we are inviting the mind to settle and collect, it could be wise to simply let go. Perhaps say to the memory, thought, or plan, not now, not now, very gently, not now.
and gently, ever so gently, invite the attention to rest in the body and the breath as it helps collect the mind, settle the mind. There is nothing inherently wrong with thinking. However, as we are trying to settle the mind, it is wise right now to simply let go, not now. And let the not now come from a place of wisdom and care for yourself, for your practice. And not from a place of aversion. Simply resting this body seated breathing one breath at a time arriving arriving
Notice if any tension has crept in to the body. Notice if your brow is furrowed and tight, or if there's any tension in the face, shoulders, arms, belly, or legs. Soften and relax. Any tension that is noticed. Somehow, sometimes added tension could be because of trying too hard. It's okay. Soften, relax. Invite yourself to settle the safety of this home that is your body. Arriving again and again with each breath.
for the last part of the sit, I invite you to experiment with feeling your body and the breath throughout the body And feeling the edge of your body, the boundary, is somewhat porous and expanded. Feeling a few inches beyond your body. expanding expanding and resting including the sounds in the room, Sensations are just a point in space. The mind can settle in a wider, more expanded space. Soft, relaxed, gentle, expansive. 
So today, maybe part of tomorrow, we'll just be working with settling, settling the mind, unifying, collecting, balancing, arriving. You can call it that, or you can call it samadhi, practice of samatha. It's the same thing. It's basically as we want to investigate and see things as they are. We want to have a stable foundation. We want to have a stable binocular to look out of. If you had a set of binoculars and you're looking at something, or if you had a microscope and you're investigating something, if it, kept, if it was wobbly, it would be really hard to investigate, right? So you need to actually settle it, have it on a foundation. So with the same way, we invite the mind to collect and settle. And this settling, this unifying, is not achieved by an act of will. I'm going to collect and unify my mind. Many of you might have tried that before, and you know that that can lead to over-efforting and actually being tighter. The best way to collect and unify the mind is with gentle but persistent effort. Gentle effort, persistent with a relaxed body, relaxed and gentle body. So every time the mind is away, has gone to a thought, you bring it back gently. You'll do it a million times, but every time you do it gently. You don't hold it tight, but gently bring it back, gently bring it back, gently bring it back. That's how it's done. Gently bring it back, gently bring it back a million times with patience, and with the body being relaxed and soft. The fastest way, the most direct way for the mind to settle is the gentle way, is the kind way. It's a little counterintuitive with our Western culture because we feel like we have to work hard and really tighten. It's not. The more actually you relax, and soften and be gentle with yourself. But be persistent with your effort. Be persistent with your effort. Every moment, every moment, but it's gentle. Every moment, but it's gentle. So that's what I want to impart to you today as you're settling. Persistent, persistence, but gentle. Gentle persistence. Atapi is one of my favorite Pali words, atapi. Gentle persistence is how I like to to sit with that word. Gentle persistence. Gentle persistence. So, as you've seen on the schedule, there are periods, alternating periods of walking and sitting. And I'm wondering if there are any of you who would like a refresher or are somewhat new to walking practice. Um, just a show of hands if, if we needed a review. Great. Okay, great. Don't be shy. Great. Okay. So I'll just briefly give some instructions about the walking practice, which will be review for most of you. 
Um, and even though it's review, I invite you not to check out. See if there's anything, a nugget of this that you can listen to, which might be new for you. Listen to it with a beginner's mind, as if you've never done walking meditation before, and see how the instructions might land for you, for those of you who've done hours and hours of it. Okay? Just check it out. So walking practice is just as important as sitting practice. And um, many people don't connect with walking practice. Actually, I didn't connect with walking practice myself years and years ago at the beginning of my practice. It somewhat seemed like a recess. Okay, I'll go for a walk. It took me some time to really connect with walking practice. I'm curious how many people don't really connect with it. Don't be shy. I've already given you my confession. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So it's interesting because it, it, after I, uh, my mind connected with the walking practice, um, then my sitting practice really got a boost. It was so interesting how walking, um, the, the formal walking practice um, can, can, be, can really boost the sitting practice. And I would notice that when, when I would actually do a dedicated and I would you know, really have this gentle persistence during my walk, uh, the, during the walking period, and then come and sit, the mind would be much more settled than if I had gone and got a cup of tea and I wasn't really you know, doing walking meditation or I was walking and kind of looking around. So walking practice... Um, is is practice and and really um, both boosts the 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 um, the sitting practice. Also, what I notice is that many of my insights came came about when I was actually walking because I would be out. There would be there would be relaxation to the body. There is this movement, and then things would just show up. So, um, in this practice, in this tradition, um, walking and sitting are of the same importance. Walking, sitting, and everything else in between. The getting of the cup of tea, the going to the bathroom, uh, the, the standing in the lunch line, all of that, they're all the same, all the same value. Um, we don't privilege just sitting and everything else is just a waste of time. No, they're all just as important, especially walking practice. So having said that, what is the walking practice? So as a formal practice, one chooses a step of, a a, a, a span of 20 to 30 steps so that you're not going anywhere. You're basically walking back and forth in this, you know, 20, 30 steps. And, and that, and for this retreat, uh, the different practices, the, the object of meditation could be different for walking. But here, for today, as we're trying to settle and collect the mind um, with the body and the breath, um, I invite you to, have, to bring your attention to your feet, to your legs, the bottom of the feet touching the floor, just the sensations and the movement of the legs. Some of you might already have as a part of your practice the r- rhythmicity of your breathing together with the steps. 
that is helpful too. For some people that can be too confusing. It's like juggling too many balls. If it is confusing, let it go. No problem. But really bringing the attention, tethering the attention gently in the body, in the sensation of the feet, the legs, sometimes the whole movement of the body for some people. Experiment with it. See what works for you. Sometimes it's better to have the attention more limited just to the feet, just feeling the feet, just feeling the feet touching the floor can be quite marvelous actually when one gets into the rhythm of it quite marvelous and sometimes it can be helpful to expand with the sensations in the legs the hips the the arms moving the whole body the the whole movement sometimes it's helpful to attend to that so experiment see see what what works better for you and and during one walking period one way of paying attention might work better in another one a different and in terms of the pace, um, there is no right pace. Having said that, I invite you to experiment with varying your pace. Again, see what works for you. Here you're being scientists of your own body and mind. It might be helpful, however, to start with a slightly slower pace. The reason for that suggestion is to decouple the walking practice from the usual walking you do in the world when you're going grocery shopping and you're going to the post office. It's You have a usual pace, right? Slow it down a little bit so that the mind doesn't right away identify, oh yeah, I'm at the post office and starts thinking about everything. So it's a little different. Maybe it's a little slower. Maybe it's a little more... intentional in, in what you do. So so vary that, play around with that. It doesn't need to be a very, very slow zombie walk. But yet again, if that's a pace that works for you, by all means, do a very slow pace, whatever works for you. Maybe a path, fast pace sometimes works for you. One last thing I want to, to mention about walking practice is what really helps what has helped me and really transformed my walking practice is when I get to the end of the path, I stop. I turn around slowly. And before I start walking again, I pause and reconnect with my intention. My intention being being present, being present for the, for the path, for the 20, 30 steps that are ahead. And then starting to walk. And maybe after two steps, my mind is gone. It's fine. There will be a re-engagement with my intention at the very end of the path when I turn around. So every time I turn around, I, every time I, I stop and remember my intention, ah, to be mindful, to be present, to be with my body, to be to be present in this moment for the next 20 steps. And it's okay. If the mind is gone, don't flagellate yourself. It's okay. At the end, you have another chance to turn around and get back in touch with your intention. So we have some time for questions now. Questions about walking practice, about instructions this morning, about 
what we said last night uh, about being here, anything. Any questions that have come up, don't be shy. Yes, yes. So the question is, will there be sitting in the morning before breakfast? Yes. So so today, um, there was no sit before breakfast because we figured people have arrived yesterday, you're tired, many of you are jet lagged. So out of kindness and gentleness, just we gave this time for you to settle, really get more sleep. Starting tomorrow, yes, there will be an early sit in the morning. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Yeah. Some teachers have put the walking meditation added, sometimes the gentle noting of, of lift, move, place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the question is that some teachers with the walking practice add the noting practice of lift, move, place. And that's a noting practice that can be very helpful. And some people find that very helpful. In, in staying connected um, with, with the intention. And if that's helpful for you, absolutely bring the noting practice in. Lift, move, place, lift, move, place. And that often gives the linguistic areas of our brain something to do, something to engage with instead of going off to thought. So yes, please, if that is helpful for you, bring that in. Um, and if others of you might find that useful, experiment with that. Lift, move, place, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. The question is, is it okay to take notes during the talks? Yes, it is okay to take notes during the talks. And since you brought it up, um, in terms of journaling in general, we invite people, we ask people not to journal in other times in the hall as the sound of writing and turning pages um, and, and, and limiting that um, if, if you must journal to, to, to your room, for example. And in general, since you are experienced practitioners, you know this, it's best not to spend a lot of time journaling. I know you're not asking about this, but it reminded me to say this, put this in the room. Um, because it gets the mind going into a lot of thinking. So if it's helpful to put to jot down a few ideas or observations or insights, great, by all means do that, but not pages and pages and pages. It can get the mind going. And if that's a part of your practice, leave us a note, talk to us, we can figure out how to work with that. And then, yes, coming back to your question, absolutely okay to take notes during the talks um, in the hall. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You sort of said this last night, but just wanted to clarify. So it won't be private interviews, it'll just be group because of the. Yeah. Right. Right, exactly. Yeah, just, yeah. And the question is about clarification. Uh, what Venerable Jagara talked about last night in terms of the uh, the practice meetings, the interviews we'll have, that, that given that it's the two of us and 90 of you we will have group meetings, group interviews, and the one-on-one meetings would be um, 
on an as-needed basis if they come up, if issues come up. Yeah, just to clarify that, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me, last night near the end of the talk, there was a quote that you had said or something about, you know, focusing on our purpose here. And by that time, I didn't catch it, and I was wondering if you could post it um, at some point. And just to repeat, so that people in the back would hear what the question was, was a request to post the the quote that uh, Ujagara read last night on the board, since it was uh, pretty late, and yeah. So you can contemplate that quote today as you practice. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. Yeah, please. I don't know if you have any control over the volume of the sound system, but it Yeah, thank you for that. Thank you. So, so that's a great uh, comment because I noticed that maybe well, my voice is pretty soft, and I noticed Ujagara uh, the the um, microphone was further out last night. So, how is the volume for? So, are there more people for whom the volume is kind of tenuous? It would be nice if it was a little louder. Oh yeah, bunch of hands. Okay, well, see, you're supposed. Yeah, so um, we might check to see if we can actually, because this is pretty much as close as it gets right here. Um, <clears throat> I can try to project a little louder. That might help. How's that? Wow. Okay. <clears throat> All right, I can try that. But it's a little. It's hard for me when I give guided meditations. It gets a little soft. So we we will work and. Um, it's a good point. So, so please don't be shy. Um, from now on, if at any point, okay, let's come up with a convention. If at any point you can't hear us during a talk or anything, go like this. <laughs> and we will know that means I can't hear. And don't be shy because it, it, it's, it's really sad, it has, and it has happened before when at the end of a talk or a meditation somebody comes up to me, I didn't hear a word you said, like, oh, please, I wish you had told me earlier, so so out of your kindness and compassion for me, so please let me know earlier, uh, so thank you so much for bringing that up yeah, great what else? yeah yeah So, so the question is, if one is um, with the breath um, and a a feeling of of joy arises, does one shift the attention and stay with the joy, uh, change the object to the joy, or stay with the breath? That's a great question. So, um, what would be what, what I would advise you to do? And there are different teachers who would teach differently. What I would advise you to do is to notice the joy, definitely notice it, 
um, because noticing that brings it about, actually strengthens it. And it is the wholesome quality, not not with attachment, but like, ah, look at that, it's there, instead of, oh, I don't see you. And yet, let your primary object be the breath. The reason for, for that, for, for this mixed suggestion or, or the, the hybrid recommendation I have is, it's really the settling of the mind on the breath that is bringing up the joy. So if you completely let go of that, then the joy after a while will wane if you just completely stay with that. So you want to get the source, what is really the cause of the joy. You want to keep that going. And yet, if you pay no attention to the joy, it's like, oh, oh you know, we'll just shrug its shoulders and go away. You don't want that either. So, so you want to pay attention to it. Oh, welcome. And ah, there you are. There you are. And then stay with your breath. Ah, Does that make sense? You're welcome. Mm. Anything else? Any other burning questions? Please. Uh, Yes. um, There's a perspective on the the sound. I I feel like if, for me anyway, if the speakers were turned up more, it it might be uncomfortable for me. I can hear quite well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I Yeah, yeah. So so thank you for that also and of course we want to make sure that nobody starts getting ringing in the ears and is too loud and and also everyone can hear. So so we will experiment with that and as we do that we'll make sure that it's not too loud for people either. I think there is a sweet spot we can have, um, and we will work towards that sweet spot. But yeah, thanks for letting your voice be heard too. And I have been in halls where it's been so loud that that uh, the, my ears were, were hurting too. So, so we'll try to figure it out. We'll work together as a community. How does that sound? We'll take care of each other. Yeah, okay, great. Well, thank you so much for being here and for your practice and have a wonderful day of practice. Oh, just one last thing I wanted to share. So, so Ujjagar and I will be in the hall today with you, and there, there will be light guidance offered in other sits too, just today, just to help you settle, just to help you settle, just to let you know. Yeah. Anything else I forgot, Bhante? Great, great. Thank you.